0: fired up The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good. Cincinnati wins the American championship. Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback Pearl looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown. What a skip! there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos it will be a home run and so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game welcome
1: back one of you guys has some feedback but that was
0: that was interesting
1: it is another episode of of Pardon the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith, your host, joined as always, better late than never, best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall and Jeffrey Howell. Hello. Hi, Hi. fellas. We yeah. have some some big news. And we we're do, still we? working out, we're still working out some of the details. But we did put a teaser out there this week. On the Twitter sphere. I'm not sure if it made it anywhere else, but here it is.
2: Down.
1: Let's go. Only listening to this on a podcast, as opposed to taking it in on the YouTube's. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it is uh, the pardon the punctuation, pardon the punctuation logo. I had a stroke there for a minute. Um, the pardon the punctuation logo. Uh, being transformed into a uh, iteration of our future.
0: That's so, exciting. Um, as we know, you
1: know. figure out, as we figure out the details, we will let you know. But it it shouldn't take those of you who are familiar with uh, some of the things that do happen out there in Bearcat Land, um, Bearcat Nation, if you will. Um,
0: <laughs> that was an interesting there, week as well.
1: <laughs> there are some there are some things happening and uh we'll we're excited to get the news out there once we have the details ironed out. But uh as for now, the the podcast is uh growing a little bit. Doing All well right for itself. That was on that me. Was
0: some, uh that was yeah, that was, that was on I don't know some windows action, that was me. but that's okay. That's on me. Okay, you're still learning, Ed? I, my yeah. bird got <laughs> way. Yeah. It's Only 102. It's only 102. 102 episodes in and Ed is still hitting the windows key. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Consistency. Consistency. <laughs>
1: so, we did give out the uh the t-shirts. Did you get a hold of everybody for the t-shirt winners, Ed?
2: Uh, yes, sort of.
1: You want to announce who those people were? One okay, more, well, more, I don't have that more, list more, up. <laughs> one more again. Uh,
2: um, yeah, we can get on to that. Hold on a second now. I tweeted it. Um...
0: It's on the uh, the Twitter. The LFG shirt went to at 2016 Reds bullpen. That's it. Uh, the Cats by 90 shirt went to at Yaksamanic That's it also. Yep. Yeah. That one, um, Liam Cassiano's shirt went to at Eric straight. Uh, okay. and then obviously there were instructions given to DM, uh, the PTP, Twitter. Uh, I think it probably took care of opening up the DMs so that those individuals could fire off the message so we can get the shirts out to them. Yes. Uh, and did again, yes. the shirts were provided. Two of the three shirts were provided by at LFG Sensi, uh, local t shirt business that is growing currently. So thanks to them. As we are discussing news going on around
1: our worlds, um I would be remiss if I didn't mention the GoFundMe that has been set up for friend of the show Chad Brendel, as he is um fighting for his wife. Um basically uh a lot of lot of bad things happen to him kind of all at once. His wife is battling through cancer, um, trying to beat it one more time. And uh, there is a GoFundMe that he has set up as she just had a 21-day stay in the hospital and trying to figure out some things there. So uh, feel free to – you can find that pretty much anywhere right now on Twitter. (laughs) I think everyone who has anything to do with Cincinnati sports has tweeted something out or retweeted something out. Um, Or you can just go on uh, GoFundMe. And I believe it's just under uh, fighting, fighting for Kelly.
2: Um, yeah, actually, just announced seven minutes ago. Did you see this from Rick Boring on
1: the Xavier boards uh, or gonna, on the Twitter a tweet? Keep uh, Kelly fighting is what it's under. On I have an anonymous
2: fighting. donor who's willing to match ten thousand dollars. Worth of donations to the GoFundMe for Chad Brendel's family. All you have to do is donate and put the word Xavier in the comments.
1: Yuck! But it's good to see oh, the Xavier works. Xavier community coming across the the divided line for a common good cause. It looks like right now Chad has raised uh, thirty eight thousand and twenty one dollars,
2: and that's just so within forty eight hours too, isn't it?
1: I don't even know if it's been a full
2: forty-eight. To be completely it's crazy. honest with you,
0: it's crazy. Um, I don't know. There, there's a way to look to see it. it. It hasn't been long, and it has been very nice to see the uh, the very quick outpouring of support uh, for one of our own. So, if, if you ever... can't, I mean, if you if you don't have it to donate a share or like whatever to get the uh, the message a word out, you can yep. continue spreading it. Uh, works just as well.
1: Alright, so first things first, largely because it's going to be one of the last times. First things probably... first on the greatest. Well, alright. Didn't see that coming. Producer Ed is on one today. Aaron. No one knows that song. Alright. I'll just did guys talk. Did you did you just inject caffeine into your veins on the way home from this soccer game? No.
2: And they didn't have What's caffeine there either. I had a Gatorade there.
1: Not even Are coffee? You... Are you drinking Mountain Dew currently? Coffee.
2: No, I don't drink Mountain Dew. Not like,
1: not like at this very moment, but just in general currently in your your day-to-day.
2: Uh-uh.
1: All right. Well, whatever you're on, I, I like the energy. Um, Thank you. But first things first, one of the last times we're going to talk about this, as it is currently, uh, currently on, um, the Reds. Uh. They are on a four-game win streak because they like to break our hearts. And with six games left, are currently entering the game tonight. We're five and a half games back behind the Cardinals, who I believe have won like 16 in a row, unbelievably, Correct. which is just outstanding for them. And I hate even saying that sentence, uh, but they, they they can do no wrong right now. And they're up 5-2
0: to two on the Brewers right now so ugh. in the seventh inning. Well, because the Brewers, I mean, they, they can really roll over and, and not do anything going I mean, into they, the playoffs they started brandon woodruff today so it's not like they like Are i mean i don't know how mailing long it left, in. i don't know how long they left him in they were winning like two to nothing and then it looks like now obviously they're not winning anymore so they probably you know maybe they let him run out there. i mean they they did a they did a, a pretty good job this year of, of keeping their pitchers uh kind of light healthy work. yeah healthy so except
1: for you know. the, when when <laughs> Jesus Christ! Get out of here! Just leave. I don't know why people downtown just feel like that- every block they have to rev their engines, whether it's a motorcycle or or a vehicle of whatever sort. They all feel like they just need to be seen by anyone and everyone, so they just hit that gas pedal in between blocks. It's the dumbest thing in my life.
2: Was that Brian O'Connor?
1: I don't know. It, no. R.I.P. Previous
2: reference. Way
1: to go. R.I.P. <laughs> So the Reds, like I said, they've won four in a row. They're currently down four to one, bases loaded in the bottom of the sixth, one
0: out. Um, not looking, not looking great for them. I mean, they needed they needed a miracle of all miracles. They needed, you know, they needed the uh, the Cardinals to obviously lose out their their last six games, and the Reds needed to win out their last five games to then tie and have a one game playoff. Uh, going for a one game playoff, or then a one game playoff to then move. Through. Forward into the postseason. So, as
1: Joey Votto put it, they were not giving up as they were hoping for a miracle. Uh, he, he said that yesterday in his postgame presser he did. Uh, after they beat the Pirates in the makeup game. And uh, Cassianos has continued to deliver. He's certainly not given up either as he's had what two basically two walk off <laughs> dingers. Uh, Joey Votto had a two home run game yesterday. I hope whoever's revving their engine gets into an, a horrible accident with a brick wall. <laughs> like, I don't want them to die, but I do not want them to, like, walk away completely unscathed. How about we just that their motor seizes up? Yeah, because the might have to leave. Gonna... I hope their brakes kind of, you know, stop holding them back as they're revving their engine and the car just takes off. <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't, I don't want them to be doing, like, 60 when they hit this wall, but I don't want their car to be functionable. Fun-
0: functionable?
2: Damn.
1: Nope. I want it totaled. I hate them.
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> Aaron so there is, is now also on Aaron's one. on the heat. Right? <laughs> this is
2: good, yeah.
1: I haven't had one of those outbursts in a while. I guess I was about to. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. It's still happening. Yeah.
2: Is it the same car, or do we have like it's multiple this, cars it's out clearly there?
1: clearly the same car, yes. There's not dueling people being asshats in the streets out here. It's just one.
2: Can you call non-emergency, or...
1: I don't know. Maybe no. Jeff can call this one in. No,
0: that, it literally nothing will happen for that. Well so.
2: we got a ten twenty on this four oh
0: six. That's ridiculous. So anyway,
1: um, oh. the Reds' hopes may be all but lost at this point in time, and it's unfortunate because it was a roller coaster of a season. It seemed like every Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know why people are the way that they are. <laughs> it's it's still continuing. <sighs> why? Just why? It sounds like they're finally moving anyway. Um so yeah, it was a wild ride. It was a roller coaster of a season. They they would build us up just to let us down. Something about Buttercup Maybe somewhere in there, um, but yeah. Bar up,
2: baby. feel me. Uh,
1: I I don't know what you're eating, but good for you. So, what, well, I mean, do you have any hope in this Reds organization as they go into an off season full of questions around names such as Nick Castellanos,
0: Wade Miley, Tucker Barnhart? Um, i sure Trump- forgetting uh, nick Sanzel. here's the thing you got you have to pick up the option on on wade miley you got i, to. It's like, I would I agree take, it's like 10 million dollars well and, right? and friend of the, the, the show
1: game. friend of the show clay snowden put that on twitter this just this week where he was saying you know lodolo and hunter green while they are close there is no guarantee that they're going to be a in the majors right away come next season and B ready to be in the majors at any point
0: next season right so but you've got to you have to pick that option up he he was good for you this year right and really didn't show many signs of like slowing down i mean obviously like every now and then he did get hit a little bit but i mean he had a great year it didn't feel like the last year of bronson arroyo yeah if that's i mean if
1: if you want a, a point of reference you know, right. the last year of, of Bronson Arroyo, we saw maybe more of those 7 to 12 <laughs> run uh, stinkers by him as opposed to, you know, having a one or two nights where he, he did that in seasons prior. Uh, but Wade Miley, I don't I don't feel like we really saw one particular start where you looked at it like, I don't know if he's still got it. He, he just seemed to have something in the tank
0: always. Yeah. And I also like the fact that his games are typically only about two hours long because he's one of the fastest working pitchers I've ever seen. It's um, pretty fantastic. And, and I mean, you you paid Homer Bailey ridiculous amounts of money for two no hitters, so what's ten million dollars for his one no hitter that he had this year? Well, um, and we all do, we, we do know that the Reds do like themselves some no hit pitchers. <laughs> yes, they do. So you got that like that that can be like there can be no questions there. I know they put him on the DL here at the end of the year, whatever end of season on it, back strain or something. Um, clearly that was probably something that was done, you know, not at not while pitching on the mound. Cause he doesn't throw the ball hard enough really to strain his back. Um, but that hasn't held him back. So you got to bring him back. I, I really think you, ha- they can't go quietly into the night as it is, uh, in the Castellanos sweepstakes, um, they, they they cannot have, allow somebody to come in and get him and not make an effort to also sign him. You have to put your best foot forward. we got a thousand to. percent, and Correct. and it can't be it can't be something behind closed doors. It so let, cannot, me, you know, let me it present can't be this like, situation hey, to you. See you later, Nick. Let me present this oh. situation to
1: you. Do you, at the expense of bringing back? Tucker Barnhart re-signed Nick Castellanos?
2: Yes. And I have reasoning I mean, who, behind that.
0: Okay, but here's my question. If you don't bring back a Tucker Barnhart, who is your backup catcher? Because obviously you're saying uh, you're full, right. full, full send Tyler Stevenson. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong by any means. Because at some point, and I like Tucker. At some point, obviously, it's not going to make sense to keep him around. I think that you would still have. I mean, obviously, you you, we
1: the Reds have never really struggled bringing in a backup catcher. That's true. I will say that. I mean, even when they brought in Ryan Lavarnway for like four games, and he had like. I feel like he had like four home runs in that span. It was absolutely insane. Um,
2: And I'm not sure Corky's doing anything right now. He could probably back up for... We're not
1: bringing back Corky. Get out of here. Um, That'd be like bringing back Eddie Taubensee. Like they're both 52, I think. So um, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like they would have issues trying to bring in another catcher. Also, I feel like they've boosted their catcher farm system Uh, their catchers
0: in the farm system quite a bit over the past few years to where you're not some good some guys, but I think this is that one thing that Clay brought up. Uh, I don't know if it's like the middle of the year, the beginning of the year that they've got catchers. Uh, they're just kind of you know single A, maybe just getting the double A kind of guys. Well, prior to this season,
1: Tucker had more or less been the guy probably starting, I would imagine, somewhere between 60 and 70% of games. And this year, he, you know, obviously when you have a hitter like a Tyler Stevenson, while he doesn't have the same glove, he doesn't have the same arm uh, behind the the plate, I think we saw enough out of Tyler Stevenson where the offense would counter what you lose defensively in, in Tucker Barnhart. And I don't know that I would have an issue
0: going full send if that meant we get Nick Cassianos back. Here's the thing. I don't think, I think if the Reds put their, put a, a package together. And, and again, this goes back to what Aaron always says when the Reds cry poor, right? Cause they're not No. right. It, if they want to, if they want to put a, a fan in every seat in the ballpark, at least on weekend games and you know Friday, and have big games occurring and then a postseason, they're going to have to pay some money Mm -hmm. to some people. And one of those people is probably going to have to be Nick Cassianos. The first thing that
1: you want to do to repair your image in the public's eye is spend some cash. We saw you do it a couple years ago when Nick Cassianos bringing him here, and then also when you brought in Moose and uh, Shogo. (laughs) But
0: you well, know, I mean? I mean, they, they made they may made never, an but they, they've got to, they, they can't, they can't do this thing where like, and obviously like that year, you know, was a shortened year. Um, yeah, they made the playoffs. We all know what happened there. They didn't score. They didn't do any, the, the team this year, obviously outside of like the last month and a half didn't have much issue scoring runs. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were doing that, um, Imagine okay. how many more runs they'd score if they had a third baseman that could hit the ball. And and there's there's another issue. It's like, does is, is this a like a middle of the career sophomore slump for Suarez that extended from a goofy COVID season into this year? It, he's Where he started? He's actually been playing well uh, in September. He Where he I started? Because he's been playing third base. He hasn't been it, he hit a oh, this last short night, stop shit. Admittedly, I have not watched a lot of Reds baseball this month. He hit a ding uh, Because it night. makes me angry. Um, he did hit a home run tonight. Um,
2: he hit one tonight, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's two home runs in a row, right?
0: Did he get one yesterday? I
2: thought he got a dinger yesterday afternoon.
0: I mean, I, I feel like everybody hit a home run yesterday. I so Yesterday was home 14, run derby. Yeah, said, um, Kyle Farmer had a grand slam. Yeah. Hey. It's my shortstop. Kyle stop. Farmer. Okay, you know what, and Kyle Farmer, they I, I feel like, you know, he, great, ho, he hopefully is a great utility player. Um, I mean, I guess- he, he spelled Cincinnati Red shortstop. I did go back and watch our, our, our podcast from, like, back in, I think it was, like, March somewhere, and there was, like, a little preview thing, and we went down the the depth chart that day, and literally, Kyle Farmer was, like, number two at every position that, that we had Outfield, infield. Um, we we know he's pitched a little bit here and there. So, uh, but back to the original point, Cassianos. I, I think you have. To, I mean, I. I mean,
1: kinda, you could you could still. I mean, I know. I know we talk about how these contracts are not going to be easy to move. Um, I have heard some grumblings about potentially Shogo going back to Japan next year. Um, so we'll see if that's a thing that happens, where maybe he gets bought out, his contract gets bought out by a right. Japanese team. Um, But if you can clear that contract, if you don't bring back Tucker Barnhart, if you can somehow package a deal that involves either Moustakis or Suarez, I don't necessarily care which one. I never want to see his Drupal Cabrera back here with a Reds jersey on. I'm still not certain that he has a hit at this point in time in his like 40 or so games as a Red. It's absolutely mind boggling why he's still on the team. Um, But aside from all of that, um, you have to get somebody at third base and at shortstop for that matter, that can be better than the product that you put out there at either position this year. And that's not a knock on Kyle farmer. I just feel like if you are trying to build a championship contending team, you have to have somebody better at that position than Kyle farmer.
0: I would agree. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I, I think Kyle farmer, I, I mean, I, stood up for him so like that's you know that's the guy i know there was the that's my shortstop kind of thing but like i mean when you when you look at it you you've gotta you gotta you gotta see some improvement there if you want to make noise into the playoffs right yeah and you, you've third base i know we beat this horse until it's dead and probably in the glue factory by now but like you you can't have third base where like no matter who you put there is going over for, like forty or whatever that crazy streak of like non I mean there's just been no production at third base now is, is Moose maybe a better option if he doesn't get hurt and sit sit out for however long you know, we're gonna have we'll have Winker back uh, mm-hmm. next year hopefully he doesn't get hurt again I mean. Obviously you have to have a lot of things fall fall into place and keep everybody healthy. Um I just don't know. You can, it comes back to ownership in the front office and we talked about it at the yes. beginning of the year. Like they didn't there was nothing done at the beginning of the year for the bullpen. Imagine imagine how many of those games where the Reds were there was like some crazy stat at the beginning of the year where like the Reds had been leading in more games in the seventh inning and then blown them than any other team. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, you know, if- It hurt to watch. If, if say you win, you know, those games at the beginning of the year, maybe you're not in the position. I mean, I, I realize the Cardinals have gone on some kind of crazy devil magic, like whatever they wanted, people want to say. I mean, when you when you rattle off 16 and it looks like they're going to get their 17th in a row, like that, that's, that's hard to fend off. But I think the Reds should put themselves in a position to be to to fend that 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 wouldn't even matter. Schilt Schultz sold his soul to the devil. Let's be completely honest. I, I don't I like think, that guy. I think no, I, I, no think one I, does. I think I dislike him more than I ever disliked Larusa. That's a bold statement. I just don't like the way he looks. I he has a punchable face. I will say that.
1: So, Ed, I feel like you were trying to make a couple points as we were talking through some things and you never could quite get in. But do you have anything that you want to add to any um, of those things?
2: My just reasoning behind keeping Cassianos is because he's. I feel like him and Vado pushed each other this year. And I think that's why we saw Vado right. go on some hitting streaks. You know, K- and Winker. Cost, cost, yeah, and Winker. For that matter. And I just keep thinking about it like. We got to see a fun Joey Votto this year. Like Joey Votto was mm-hmm. fun this year. Like the home runs, the personality, the interviews, it was great. We don't have very more year, very many more years of that left. Like, how old is Joey? Like 38?
0: 38.
2: 38. 38. I mean that's almost 90 in baseball years, right? And I mean, here's, it's like, here, it's here's like here's the age. big
0: here, <laughs> yeah. here's the big like ooh is if the Universal DH comes around next year. Yeah. Can you can you then keep Tucker and Stevenson and then sometimes have Stevenson be your D or Winker be your DH or Vado DH. I mean I know if Vado's playing, he's gonna want to be at first base, and I don't blame him. He probably still that hasn't really been like costly having Votto out there this year. Um so and I know Votto I think I think think long term though, a universal DH obviously extends a career of someone like Mm -hmm. Joey Votto.
1: Well, and I know we said earlier, too, a name that we forgot to mention here through all of this. A, Jonathan India, I think, is going to win the rookie of the year. If he doesn't, that is... A travesty for baseball. Yeah. Um, But I also want to bring up Jose Barrero, who I know that we say that we want to see better shortstop than Kyle Farmer. And I think that you potentially have the guy, which allows you, again, to make a move... At third base, if you already have your shortstop, at that point, I mean, if you're able to bring back a Castianos, if you're, you know, I, I just, I feel like we have depth pretty much everywhere. Yes. Except, even at third base, we have depth. It's just not good depth. It's horrendous depth.
2: Yeah. And my other reason behind keeping uh, signing Castellanos is when when Joey does, you know, retire. You know, it'll probably be within the next two or three years or whatever. Um, he he could be the bull, he could be the leader guy. You know, that take over Joey's spot. Um, they push each other for the next three years. Hopefully, maybe we win a World Series because they're pushing each other. But then it's like a natural transition into Casiano's being being the leader. I also see, and this is the part where maybe I shouldn't have said that I want to that I would give up tucker because i also see tucker kind of being a leader in that bullpen too because that guy shows a lot of emotion he shows a lot of heart so i don't know he hit a pop-up the other day and snapped his bat in half and then stuck it in the ground like it was <laughs> center field
1: well as long as i know nick cassiano says that he wants to be somewhere where he can win
2: but the reds, the reds gonna have to show the reds, that they're gonna win
1: well the reds have six more games left and currently they are seven games over 500 so they do finish the season with a winning record. So at least there's that. There obviously is some things to improve upon, as I believe in my heart of hearts that the Reds won despite the ownership and their lack of spending. And I think that they finally fixed this bullpen to where it's definitely serviceable, if not above average. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a good bullpen. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a great bullpen, but it's certainly serviceable way better than it was at the beginning of the season, like night and day. Uh, And again, I I think, I think it's above average, but that all said, you know, you still have some missing pieces
0: and there is a black hole currently at third base. I mean, I, I think it comes down to, and I know we talked about this back when the Reds were, seemingly it seemed like they were losing every game um I think they were like I don't know like eight games under 500 or something I mean they they were they were down um and we talked about like and Cassie uh, and Winker were still having their you know great seasons going on and uh, obviously Castellanos had a, a great season all the way through so did Winker but he got hurt um that's true and we talked about it then and it was like one of these things where it's like you know Reds the front office and management are going to have to to Castellanos and say listen this if you sign back here if you take the 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 third year your contract here you take this last year keep it at what you know keep the contract maybe what it is maybe bump it up a little bit whatever but we're gonna spend money and we're gonna go after these guys to fill this in we're gonna we're gonna make the effort because if they, they shouldn't it,
1: have to do that. It should already I, be I, known. Right? They I, did this I, to themselves. They put themselves in this position
0: by not doing that and crying poor. Right. No, absolutely. You're right. But I'm just saying, like, you, you can't go to, you can't have a guy like Cassianis who has, has been open about the fact that everywhere he's gone, it's been with a loser. Well, right? this year they, they haven't been losers, and it was an exciting season. But again, they won right. despite ownership. Right, but still, I, I think his definition of winning isn't just ending the season with a winning record. You know what I mean? Like he he wants to he wants to be in the postseason. He wants to to have a, a shot at it. And if if that means you know going somewhere else because he doesn't feel like the front office is all in, it. and obviously this is, I have like no inside knowledge of the of anything that he's thinking, or uh, this is all based off interviews he's given in the past. I wouldn't, I couldn't blame him. If I, I think you just went. have to hope that, I think you just have to hope that he's built strong enough relationships
1: with the guys here that he wants to win with them. I think that's I your only hope. That's your only hope.
0: Yeah. And and then you got to think like, I mean, he's got that snake in the grass agent,
1: Boris. That's because everyone has Scott. Anyone yeah. who's worth a shit is, has Scott Boris. As know, an agent, and it's
0: like, oh, that guy. But what are you going think- to do? I, I certainly hope to see him back. I think we all hope to uh, the entire city, if you're a Reds fan, even, I mean, think about the fact that like even casual Reds fans, like people that just go to the ballpark to be at the ballpark and hang out with their friends, you know, like they would love to see him back. They, you know, there's, there's that going on. His brother, obviously we've had him on the show. He, Ryan's a great dude and has started kind of that, that whole park ballers thing. I'm sure he would like to continue that, that, uh, Push and growth of of his stuff with while while I mean those all the people that are involved in that like obviously there's some people involved in it more than others but they they still I mean they're they're going to games they're putting it out on Twitter everywhere you know then you got the Wade Miley fan club I mean there's been a lot of fun and exciting stuff built around this and ownership needs to notice it well I think they did drop the bag they they gave the Wade Miley fan club a discount. They gave the Wade Miley fan club a discount ticket package thing for every time Wade was pitching, which is like, it's crazy. So they noticed it, right? But they need definitely something on it and go with what Ed said, drop the bag.
1: Not like anything they've ever done that I've ever
2: seen. That was just kind of wild. Right.
0: I've never seen anywhere where they've been like, you know, this is, you know, Bruce's bleachers or like anything. I mean, they haven't, they haven't embraced really anything like that. So it was nice to see that. Um, one time I went now with, we you need got? to see some more. We need to see some actual action um, in in the offseason here, which it, it's going to be a telling one. What you got, add?
2: One time I went to a Denver Nuggets game and I sat in the Kenyan corner. But anyways, besides that, um, I think I'm actually in the minority here because I almost didn't hate uh, the re-signing of um, – okay, my mind just went blank. The two-year re-signing of uh, David Bell this week because this, mm. uh, we were we were talking about winning despite of ownership. I think David Bell won despite of ownership this year too and despite of he what made he some, was offered. Like he, he did he, make he, some, some
1: he did make some head scratching calls he at did. certain points and I don't blame him I, I don't blame very much of anything on uh, on what he did with with the bullpen that he had available to him at any point in time.
2: You
0: only work with what you got.
2: Exactly. And what he he had last year and he worked with what he had Well, last year was actually really never mind forget last year, but he worked with (laughs) what he had this year and we did still have a winning season. Now I don't, I want to see progression from that. Like, I don't want to see like, oh, complacent. We had a winning season. All right. I just have to keep doing that for the next two years. I want to see progression. I want to see him going and going and I want to see a goddamn world series.
1: Well, and it, you did see the—I mean, I, I saw anyway on Twitter the uh, the celebration by the players after David Bell signed his new deal. They had him, you know, hit the gong, and that uh, Tucker Barnhart was holding, I did. and uh, they were just hyped for him. And that's a great relationship between the players in that clubhouse and the manager. But it's kind of like I, the I Dusty seen,
2: Baker I thing, seen, right? Like Dusty Baker was not a horrible manager. Like, he was, a, he was a decent manager. Did he did he ruin a couple arms? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But <laughs> he, he was a decent manager, and Joey Votto was just – or not Joey Votto. Jay Bruce was just talking about that on the Underdog podcast this morning that, you know, Dusty, is, for as much as Cincinnati wanted to hate on Dusty, Dusty was a – he was a good manager. He was a player's manager, just like you said, and the players were excited for him to be, you know, their leader.
0: I liked Dusty.
2: I liked Dusty, too. I mean, it was weird. I mean,
0: he's in Houston,
1: Allen. Good luck trying to take on that locker room. I mean, I tweeted
2: it earlier today. I think this is just – I don't know how this works in here, but the Reds fans just – they give up way too easily. And Reds (laughs) – Reds fans want the Reds to do what FC Cincinnati does with their head coaches. Like, FC Cincinnati has two head Dude. coaches a year, it feels like. And they that's what Reds fans want. They want, like, okay, well, David Bell sucked for the first six games. Bring in Barry Larkin. Even though he has no fucking coaching experience. Um, but, I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. And, uh, Clay, I just put together a whole thought. And uh, you're welcome.
1: And it didn't hurt. So, anything else you guys got on the Reds before we are close to closing the book on them and their season? I'm sure there will be uh, maybe one more week to talk about it, but I can't imagine until they start making offseason moves, which we're a couple months away from any of that happening.
0: No, I'm just uh, you know, cautiously optimistic that they will attempt to build on, on some of the momentum. I mean, obviously, the last month and a half has been... Reverse momentum, uh, but I'm just hoping that they will, uh, you know, make make an attempt, an honest attempt, uh, and and maybe even you know, put put a lot of it out. What surprise they're doing. us? There's two yeah. do, things do better. I the
2: Reds to do during the off season. I want them to drop the bag, and I want them to figure out this Bailey Bali whatever sports deal
0: so that I can uh, watch
2: freaking games again. Allies.
0: I think, and, and that's not that's not really the red. So that's Bally Sports. They need to uh, they need to Call develop Hulu. their stand their their standalone app, a standalone app. I'll pay I'll pay whatever. And their so the graphics,
1: if, their if, graphics, their TV graphics suck too. If I buy like the standalone all, app,
2: I'm not going to be able to watch because I'm within the viewing area.
1: It all just needs to be revamped. And base baseball in general should do better about allowing fans to watch games. Be period. Better baseball. The end.
0: I mean, I, I would pay a, a pretty good amount of money if I could have the MLB app and watch whatever game i wanted to watch i would too whenever i wanted to watch it
1: it shouldn't matter whether you're watching it in you know the mlb app in the the area or not like just unbelievable but in any case let's move on the bengals played a game against the steelers this week and for once it didn't feel like the bengals playing the steelers throwing some stats out at you Ben Roethlisberger, who I think we can all agree is, is dead looking, looking rather washed up was 38 <laughs> for 58 with 318 yards, one touchdown, two picks, both, which came from Logan Wilson. Well done, sir. Um, their rushing game never really got off. Uh, 15 carries, 45 yards. Ben had one of those carries for five. Najee Harris had the other 14 for 40. Uh, the leading receiver in a, in a for a team that features Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Eric Ebron. Um, I mean, th- those are those are probably your your biggest names here. Uh, Najee Harris actually led all receivers with fourteen catches, one hundred and two yards. So he was doing most of his running out of the backfield on these little screens or dinks and dunks. Because, because Ben, ben can't, can't throw, throw the ball. He can't throw the ball. Like he not throw the ball more than like right yards.
2: So, um, ben is, that's the... Ben is done. Ben is broken. I can't believe I can't believe the Steelers looked at Ben after last year and said,
1: "Yeah, we want to bring you back on well, a restructured we, contract." We
2: definitely want to bring you longer. back. They, they have this other guy out here who hunts turkeys or whatever. I don't know
0: i mean who else is even their? It's, it's, it's i mean it's not like mason They've, rudolph anymore like yes like, they still have they still have duck rudolph
2: yeah duck yeah
1: and they also have uh dwayne haskins
2: oh yeah that's right give
0: him a shot i,
2: mean,
1: I don't, don't give know. him a well, shot
0: leave ben in there because uh, but i'm just <laughs> like, like what are you doing i don't know but it's it, it
1: felt pretty fantastic um, Joe Burrow, 14 of 18, 172 yards, threw another interception this week, but it was it was just a bad thrown pass. Um, Can I tell you something I he, noticed
2: uh, at the end of the first half that I, I actually commented on Twitter? When it was what, two minutes left into the first half, Bengals got the ball. They... Tried to go for a field goal, like they they tried to move down the field so they could kick a field
1: goal. I don't even think there were two minutes left, and I think that it only took no, them about thirty five seconds to it took score. Thirty five seconds,
0: move down the field. It was like there was like a minute and seven seconds left when they got the ball, and Marvin Lewis there that would have been
2: left the points straight. on the field. They would have left it the points on the field. Get out of there. And they
0: would not; they would right have gone the into locker the room
2: exactly, and it would have been tied seven to seven. Marvin would be like, "All right, cool, brand new ball game." When we come out of this locker room, and instead, it did a momentum swing. Like you, you heard the the Steelers fans kind of shut up a little bit. And I mean, good for Jack, Zach Taylor yeah. on that one. I mean he he pulled a playbook out of the real Zach Taylor's playbook.
1: Well, he a playbook. and Jamar Chase now has. Uh, four touchdowns on the season. He had uh, four catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he's catches? got uh, four, four this week. Um, How
0: many catches? So he's, he's
1: catching the ball? He, he <laughs> is He's catching pretty much everything that comes to him, oddly enough. And then uh, he's got four touchdowns. And if you combine all the other rookie touchdowns from receivers through the first three weeks, I believe that total is three
0: total. Whereas uh, Jamar Chase has four. Already by himself. Um, the touchdown, the touchdown catch that he made at the end of the half, where he—I mean, literally—just ran past his defender and. Well, I mean, he—he's always running. I mean, I, Joe dropped a dime, and then and but he reached out and he caught it, the back half of the ball, with his fingertips. But and he doesn't. He, he drops everything, right? Oh yeah, I forgot. That's
2: what I was told. Well, apparently, apparently asked, at
0: least until the lights come on, right? And then they they asked. Well, he was sandbagging, is all it was. He just wanted to like. <laughs> but then they asked me, like, uh, of your first four, like, what is your favorite, you know, touchdown so far? Which one? And uh, his answer was the second one against the Steelers, the uh, the short one, because it showed that uh, he could go up against a, uh, you know, a, a pretty good cornerback, which I, I think it was. Joe Hayden maybe was covering him on that touchdown. Ooh, also uh, kind of old. And he know got a little bit of separation across the middle there and and uh Burrow hit him right in the in the hands which Well
1: Micah Fitzpatrick had a PFF grade of 39.5 which uh good job trading a first look, round pick for I'm, that.
0: I'm not I'm not listening to anything about PFF grades. They they want to they dog on the offensive line again.
1: Well, that sounds about right. Par for the course, even though, I mean, can we talk about hometown hero Jackson Carmen out here just bulldozing people? Dude, the Bengals in general bullied the Steelers. Which, I mean, I know we saw them win a game against the Steelers. Their, their last game against the Steelers last with year. With smiling quarterback. <laughs> like this. With, with, you know, a, a quarterback who truthfully didn't belong out there, but got the job done nonetheless. And here we are just we're bullying them with a quarterback throwing for 172 yards. We only ended up with a grand total of 268 yards of offense compared to the Steelers 342 yards of offense. The Steelers had the ball for 35 minutes. We had the ball for roughly 25 minutes. I mean, the time of possession, the the stats all point to the Steelers probably should have won that game. But unbelievably, the Bengals did just that and bullied the Steelers around and they they you could clearly tell on the field they were getting under the other player's skin and they were doing it respectfully as opposed to, you know, they some weren't. people some people took issue the way that perfect handled things, but truthfully I think the way the perfect was handling things is
0: what you could actually
1: see steelers. on film that the, the Steelers were also doing so
0: yeah i mean there there was a lot of talk about how you know the the steelers were up up to their their old tricks at the, trying to you know bait penalties and bait personal fouls and these kinds of things and the Bengals just kind of went about their went about their business and did what they needed to do to win the game and it and i it, it's escaping me now it was one of the Bengals players. It might have been Mike Hilton, but I I don't don't tie me to that name. Um, yeah, they're like the The Steelers showed the the whole nation who they are, and they gave up at the like they they. Quit. That was Tyler Boyd, I think. Was it Tyler Boyd? Okay. And then and then
1: and then the Steelers coach Mike yeah. Tomlin came out and said something along the lines of "I don't care what Tyler Boyd said."
2: It says so, I mean, Tyler Boyd. Because I had the graphic pulled up here because I knew we were talking about. It. Nice it says uh, the last player, uh, the last plays of the game. G- yeah, let me try this again. The last plays of the game for them, they gave up. So that was Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. So Mike Tomlin this afternoon said, "I don't care about Tyler Boyd's opinion about anything that transpired at any point in that game. He's upset, like because he was basically about- saying that they gave up on Mike Tomlin."
0: What yeah. about when uh, what about when uh, Tyler Boyd just bulldozed everybody over <laughs> it should have been tackled like five different times and he was like nah I'm just gonna go up here and then dive into the end zone yep absolutely set the tone for the game you loved seeing it I mean even uh
1: even Joe Mixon you know 18 carries 90 yards averaging five per carry that's fantastic uh, he's had a great season thus far and I don't feel like they're overusing him to a point where we need to be concerned at this point in time. Unlike what they did to poor Najee Harris on the other side of the ball, that dude got hit all day long, and it wasn't like just like one-on-one tackles. He was being gang tackled the whole game.
0: Hey, the Bengals defense. And I legit. I sent my, I sent my brother-in-law a message like part way through because he wasn't. He wasn't. He was like, you know, I'm listening to it. I'm not really. And, I just said flat out. The Bengals, this Bengals defense is for real. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, good, good job, Lou. Uh, like, you love to see it. Got them, he's got them together. You love to see it. And you, you really love to see it whenever they're just he flat out the bullying the Steelers. Like, make it, I mean, you look at the standings and, and who knows, maybe at the end of the season, like, this all falls apart because it's Cincinnati and that's just what happens to us here. When we deserve much better but right now i'm riding th- this high wave and we are in fact listed first
2: all right well i'm gonna be a jeff Amist here for a second as great as that game that win excuse me jeez I, I still have this cough from covid and it's no ridiculous. you still you just ate food dude it's a cough still mm. anyways as great as that game was against the steelers if we come out tomorrow on thursday night and shit the bed on national television it means nothing.
1: Well, the thing is, like most of the team that was here when we were struggling through those, you know, Monday night games, Thursday night games, Sunday night games, most of those guys aren't here anymore. It's a whole new regime, a whole new coaching staff. Everyone is is pretty much cleansed of like the the, the roster and coaching staff is, is more or less cleansed of, of all of that. So I don't know. I don't I don't think that Joe Burrow is going to be a guy who rolls over on a Thursday night game, especially to a Jaguars team. That's true. I, I mean, it's it's the the Jaguars, who just, by the way, traded a first-round pick for a tight end, a first-round cornerback for a tight end this week. And I, I think Urban Meyer is completely out of his element, and I, I think the Bengals are going to take care of business at home. I think they're going to win by two scores, or better, but... Um, that is going to be on Thursday night, I believe on channel 12. So, uh, you can catch that, um, locally without cable. I'm pretty excited about that. Unless you have YouTube TV, in which case NBC is going to be blacked
0: out for you. (laughs) Screw off, man. Uh, You know what other game is on NBC? You know what other game is on NBC this weekend? Uh, Uh, yeah. The, uh, the Bearcats. The Bearcats game. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to subscribe to... Peacock premium or whatever NBC's like standalone app is. At least they have a standalone app that I I can subscribe to. I also, I also did see that because of
1: everything going on with the negotiations and the embarrassment that I'm sure YouTube TV is feeling right now, they are temporarily lowering their price from $65, which by the way is outrageous for YouTube TV to $55 and allowing you to take that savings and put it towards the $5 a month subscription to Peacock TV. So at least there's that i might not be able to I'm watch well aware
0: of the entire situation aaron i'm not happy about it
1: well i mean you could just get cable at this point they cost about the same anyway which again that's my issue with youtube tv costing 65 dollars
2: if you think i'm gonna let somebody come in here and touch up all of my underwear while they put in cable you got another thing coming
1: not sure why anyone would touch you in your underwear I don't think Jeff, said, you understand touch him in his underwear. Touch up my
2: underwear. It's from huh. the movie Four Christmases, alright?
1: I stand by my previous statement. And <laughs> scared that a cable man is
0: going to touch his underwear.
1: <laughs> um, I did want to point out, too, as we saw the Steelers kicker miss a field goal, um, whereas in that cow pasture of a field known as Heinz Field, um, it was pretty phenomenal to have a kicker that you didn't have to worry about in evan mcpherson who i'm i'm almost ready to say he's he's absolutely a top five kicker in the league right now but i don't know that there's outside of justin tucker anyone in the league better than him right now
2: justin tucker with that 66 yard field goal
0: 66 yarder that went hit the crossbar bounced in that's just his. I what mean, alleged. and it shouldn't have even happened because there should have been was a delay game or some. So the whole, something well, is. Yeah.
1: the Ravens are apparently being catered to right now,
0: but that's but, neither here nor there. Still, uh, and then right, bo- like right before that, earlier in the day, Matt Prater attempted a sixty-eight yard field goal and came up about a yard short, uh, maybe two yards short, um, and then gave which turned into a hundred and nine yard, uh, touchdown return <laughs> in that game, but. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, Evan McPherson, and I called that, and here's the thing. So I called down to the Bengals Pro Shop after the first game when, like, he was able to, like, when he kicked the game winner and his calf didn't, like, lock up on him or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I called down to the Bengals Pro uh, well, Shop. Which, and I by said, the way, Fat Fat Randy's still out here doing, he's, he's doing he's very well cooking. this year. He's still cooking, like, way to go. Like, good I mean, him. good for him. Uh, But I called Bengals Pro Shop and I'm like, hey, you guys got this kicker that like we all love in Bengals Nation right now. You got any of his jerseys for sale? And they're like, nah, you're going to have to uh, special order that. And I was like, well, then I'm not buying one. I want it right now. Put them on some hooks in your shop or else I'm going to Cook's and Cook's will make me one. Ridiculous! You got guys like that. You got guys like Logan Wilson, who's got like 87 interceptions already this year. Can't get any other jersey. You got to special order it. I don't think they charge anything more for an actual player at the pro
1: shop, though. They don't charge <laughs> for like a, a custom no. jersey. No. I think they charge the same as they yeah, would for they any
0: other player jersey.
1: They
0: do. But, I mean, I understand the economics behind it. Like, they're not going to sell a million Evan McPherson jerseys until he gets right. a 67-yard field goal. And it <laughs> <14 years. laughs> Nick, Nick Kirby's out here. If you aren't
2: following uh, Clay, I highly recommend you do. We've been saying that for the last four years.
1: Well, thanks for that interruption.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I love happy. you, Ed i was looking
0: up reds i'm sorry
1: clay Clay, clay's on their show tonight isn't he
0: oh do they have a i thought thursday night reds was a wednesday night thing
1: or is it last night or is it tomorrow
2: hold on clay's in here somewhere he said uh next week
1: next week he did say that he's not coming back on our show
2: until i formulated a thought which i did tonight he's welcome right
1: well there it is that was ed's entire motivation for finishing his dinner, so that he was able to make a red statement.
2: This is really the first meal I've eaten today. Thank you very much.
1: Excellent timing on it. Way to go, ahead.
2: I'm sorry. I, I went to go get a slice of pizza at the soccer game. They didn't have any slices of pizza left. It was that or a pretzel that had tons of salt on it, and I, I did not want that. So I had to. Are get you?
1: A, are you? A, do you? Do you like having your pretzel covered in salt, or or do you like not I mean, that?
2: I don't like a lot of salt on the pretzel. I like to dip it in like mustard. So I don't. I like to
1: scrape as like a ton of the salt off and leave just several pieces of of the the granular salt still remaining on the pretzel and dip it in
0: cheese. I mean, I like to I like to have a little bit of of salt, but not a lot. Right. I don't want a lot of extra crunch. Exactly. I want the salt, but I I I prefer I prefer a good like like a real. Spicy mustard, like real spicy, maybe like with a little horseradish mustard? in it.
2: Oh, yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's, you there's want... a
0: time and a place for a pretzel and cheese. That yeah, did classic. you just macho, man?
2: Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> by the way, <laughs> did you know there's a Slim Jim shortage? I sure didn't. There's a there's shortage no on Slim Jims that... and hey, beef jerky. There's 77 different flavors of <laughs> Slim Jims at the BP right well, down the road. I,
2: okay, well, you better check again because i went to the circle k up the street to get a water before parker's game on sunday and somebody inside there was like hey y'all ain't got no slim jim and she's like there's a slim jim shortage and i'm like oh damn really
0: okay that's just the excuse for not having restocked their shelves at your. i don't know there's circle K.
1: there's an aluminum shortage i didn't know that and there's like 57 <laughs> ships off on the coast of la or San Diego, wherever it is, in. that they, they can't get in because they're not allowed to dock their ships until the uh, they have trucks ready to go for their entire cargo. And uh, since nobody wants to work or, or drive right now, uh, trucks, that is, uh,
0: that becomes an issue. So here we are. So are we having a moment of silence for Ed's uh, lack of Slim Jim? That- oh, I don't eat Slim Jims. Mm-hmm. I don't eat Slim Jims. Oh, all
1: right. I don't well, eat
2: Slim Jims.
0: Well, fair enough. He
1: he's not going to be one of the reasons for the shortage of, of own slim jerky. Didn't see yes. that coming. No, By I the way,
2: Jeff, either. I'm getting a pellet smoker.
0: Uh, Carrie, your uh your pretzel, salt or no salt? No salt. Mustard. Man, that's because
2: she's from the freaking West Side. This Notice? is.
0: What did you say? Oh, okay, so no salt, cheese, except for when she's pregnant, then she wants mustard listen i'm
1: I'm here for that i that's pretty much how I called it, so oh, there he is eating dinner again, All right, excellent. We've lost Ed for the next two to three all right oh and, and he did start the show off. he
2: just talking about it
1: He did start the show off giving us his <laughs> uh best Eli Manning impression by the way, with the double middle fingers, so I that was
2: that last night.
1: Oh yeah, that was pretty fantastic. Uh, so
2: why did so Eli you had, do it?
1: Why did Eli do it? Yeah, I wasn't watching. I haven't looked into it.
2: Those broadcasts are great. They said they're taking a that. month off of them.
1: Really? Probably probably because they're in trouble. Because Eli had double middle fingers. Maybe
2: I, I, I do enjoy them when they have like the players on and even the, like they had Pat McAfee on last week and it was hilarious. Like. I would yeah, much but, rather listen to that than the people who are on, commentating the game on Fox.
1: I feel like you love Pat McAfee enough that you'd give him a sponge bath if he was in the
0: hospital. He had to wait too long. It, the not. Yes.
2: I, I would consider it. Do you not watch the Pat McAfee show or listen to it? Oh, man.
1: I don't have enough hours in the day for oh, all that. Gosh, dude, no, it's I, hilarious.
0: I just got around to AJ starting Hawk. to listen to the BBP. Oh, my I don't, God. I, yeah, And it was like two hours and 42 minutes, and I had to wake up at 3 o'clock this morning to watch it. Listen to it.
2: I was up at three o'clock in the morning too, working on the three D printer.
0: I was up as well because and I sent both of you I the message about the BVP, and no one responded. I
2: was in the middle of listening to it.
0: Okay. I thought about it and just didn't.
2: And then I was playing. I was playing, okay. I was playing video games. I I, I listened halfway I listened. through last night, and then when I was painting the deck this morning, I listened again. Well, I listened so you bring up half. the
1: BVP, and. I think this is a fair time to transition to the fact that the Bearcats have a game this week on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against Brian Kelly and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish.
0: Oh, would you say that that's a big game?
1: It's a big game, yeah. Uh, Number seven, Cincinnati against number nine, Notre Dame, after they just beat Wisconsin it was gross, that we were all rooting for Notre Dame to beat Wisconsin.
0: well, I mean you kind of you you kind of had to to get the maximum benefit out of the correct. potential win this week. Right? so
1: here we are coming up on what we argued last night is maybe the biggest game in Cincinnati's history.
0: you keep so i I listened to the BBP, obviously I've said that now five times. correct. When that, I was going to actually pose that question and then preface it a little bit. But so my, my answer to that was, I didn't even know he was on the team. Um, My my answer to that was the pit game, right? Which I think Chad brought up last night. A lot of people do forget that that was not a postseason game of any kind. It wasn't a championship game it was a regular season finale that became a de facto championship game because of the standings. Correct. Whatever. Um, you know, that, that game propelled UC sort of on the trajectory. Obviously they were, they were rising before that. Right. But that, that game, that win that sent them into the rankings and then into the, the slaughter that was the sugar bowl that year. Um, I still think that that game is, is a bigger because there's here's the deal: if they beat Notre Dame, right, they mm-hmm. still that doesn't automatically put them anywhere correct at the end of the season, right? So they they still have to take care of business throughout the for, rest of the for year, like seven more games, yeah, right. So they they still and and yes, are they probably favored and probably should win. Those games? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't know that there will be any more that will that will rise to the, the level of, you know, the one that's coming up this weekend.
1: They, they are currently, I believe, two and a half point favorites so, against Notre Dame. Uh, I changed. saw it,
0: which is it was just crazy. Which right. Is crazy. Uh, to think about, like, if you would have told me at any point in my lifetime that, like, UC would be playing at Notre Dame Stadium and would be... And favored. Favored. Like, hmm. But... I, I, ju- I just i still think and maybe it's because of the fact that like I was able to watch that game and like I, I have a lot of like connections you know, connection to that game as far as like you know the, the rise of UC football um I still feel like that game was bigger uh than potentially the the game this weekend Jeff what's still the two and a half and I'm not weekend. and I'm not saying that the game this weekend isn't big by any means because it's huge but is, there, is there a divide in your household to, this weekend? It would still have to take. Why would there be a divide?
2: Isn't Kerry a big Notre Dame fan? No. Oh, oh,
0: no, I mean, I wasn't. I I, was I, 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 this, this is the first time in a very long time that I, my buddy played at Notre Dame. I've been to Notre Dame Stadium numerous times. Um, great place to watch a football game. I've never been there, and I root for Notre Dame all the time, but not right now. Well, and there's a ton of storylines,
1: as we did talk about last night on the Bearcat Bounce podcast, Um, but you have, you know, obviously Brian Kelly being the former head coach at Cincinnati. You have – get out of here, man. You have – We can't use that anymore. We can't use that anymore. (laughs) You have have Marcus Freeman, um, the former defensive coordinator just last season, um, now at Notre Dame. You have um, Mike Mike Denbrock the offensive coordinator, the former OC at Notre Dame. You have Mike Mickens, the cornerbacks coach at Notre Dame, who used to be on this staff. Um, I mean, the, the sto- Michael, Michael Young, Young the, uh, was a former receiver
0: under Brian Kelly and all of that. Uh, so there's a ton of storylines just, there were some really obscure coaching ones that, uh, you guys brought up last night that Chad they- Bowden was they- the
1: recruiting coach at UC and now he's at Notre Dame. Uh, that's another one.
0: Um, who is who was the guy that was the um, he was he was with uh, Brian Kelly all the way back at like oh Jeff uh,
1: Jeff something it was the guy and that I, I guess the, it was the was, guy who coached the the Bearcats against
0: Florida Gators yeah and then then he went to the Bills and then or he went to Buffalo wherever and then
1: now he's back with Brian Kelly
0: with Brian Kelly so I mean you've got there, there's a lot of intermingled um, family ties ties between these two teams uh which does make it very interesting and then you've got brian kelly saying the things that he said and i understand i, I uh, again kind of playing off of what you guys said last night i mean it, it does come off of his ego um but i also think that it it kind of comes from a a different place it hits different right now because of where uc is correct right well and as you see these is, contracts are so far back
1: i mean who knows when this contract was actually made? Whether it was, you know, five years ago, whether it was eight years ago, it certainly wasn't within the last. I can't imagine within the last even three years that they right. made this co- contract. Absolutely. Um, generally speaking, contracts are made, you know, eight ten years out. Something outlandish before you have any inkling as to what that team's actually going to be like at that point in time. Um, so who knows? But yeah, his whole. I like to give my former teams an opportunity to play against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, I will say that I didn't say last night because I was just all up in my feels about how much I hate Brian Kelly. Um, I will say that it's not too often that you get to watch the Cincinnati Bearcats on a nationally televised game on a flagship station, whether that be ESPN, whether that be NBC, um, CBS, whatever, Fox. Um, But you're getting to see them at 2.30, prime time, uh, against Notre Dame on NBC. And you really can't ask for much more exposure to be completely honest.
0: I mean, that's where you want it to be, um, in a game like this. And you hope that, uh, your guys can shine under the bright lights. And I think, I think things have fallen UC's way in this, in this category, they had a, a game at Indiana two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and people can say whatever they want. I mean, I guess that stadium's a dump. I've never been there. Uh, <laughs> i heard by. horrible things about it. They were um, apparently serving tap
1: water. What? Uh, they ran out of water. They ran out of no, bottled water. No, and then it. they then they started serving warm tap water, and I believe it still costs like $5 a cup. That's ridiculous.
2: Do you know what that was there? But, yeah, you know, th- mm-hmm. this. Do you know somebody who was there? Lots of people were there. Okay.
0: Okay. Um I know where he was going with that. We can discuss it later. Um, but uh, you've got you've got this. You've got you've got a team. Uh, the The Bearcat, this Bearcats team is, is full of, of veteran guys, guys that have uh, been around the block. A lot of guys that you know played in the in the game against Georgia. Um. So they they know what that's like on, dare I say, a grander scale than what they will be playing this weekend at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, even and that was a home game, game for Georgia as well. Even yeah, um, even though people want to say that it wasn't full right. capacity,
1: um, I still think there were what like thirty thousand people there in that stadium. It it, it doesn't matter. That was a home game, and it was in a dome, so it's going to be naturally louder anyway than you would right. be outside.
0: Right, and, and um, it was, and and that was. A huge game for UC football too, and you got a lot of these guys. You know, were involved in that, had that pressure, had that. You know, and, and for all but the last few seconds, it. You know, they were. They should have won the game. I mean, I know we've talked about it. We've had conversations with other. Oh, there's another Windows noise. Um, so I, I, I think for for these guys going into Notre Dame Stadium this weekend. Um, you know, obviously Luke Fickle is going to have, have them ready to go. I mean, heck th- there was two weeks in a row where they went into halftime of a game, not performing well. Um, and from all accounts that I've heard, the players have taken, taken it upon themselves and taken care of whatever needed to be said at halftime to get things back into gear. I don't think you can have a letdown in the first half the same way against Notre Dame. Um, I realized the Wisconsin game was garbage until the fourth quarter, apparently, and then it was just like more garbage, but more now, towards Wisconsin being garbage.
1: Here, Here's but, a quote from Desmond Ritter today. Tell me what your thoughts are on this particular quote. Um, this comes from Brandon Seho on Twitter. Since uh, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter said offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock warned him about how loud Notre Dame would be on Saturday. Ritter's response? I told him it shouldn't be loud for too long.
0: <laughs> Good. And then I think Brian Cook that's my quarterback. I think was, uh I think it was Brian Cook said something that they asked him about um about Freeman and he was like he shouldn't have left. And that was like the end of it.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I mean the 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 guys weren't super
0: happy that Freeman left, and why would they? Right. And that's not a knock on on, on a trestle by any means, but No, but I I mean, it's just, this was the guy that you
1: came to play for. So, you know, he had a hand in recruiting a lot of these guys. And now to see him go to Notre Dame, who you have to play this year, just kind of sucks. I almost wish he would have gone to LSU. Right. You look Uh perplexed, Ed.
2: McAfee wants to do a virus scan. Pat? No. No. The other one okay
1: all right i just Uh-oh. didn't know if he was there for his his sponge bath tonight
2: you know what when you listen to the pat mcafee show you're gonna enjoy that show that's a great show well, that gets me through the work I'm, day
1: I'll i don't never
0: have time so i see I the twitter clips
1: it's that's enough for me it's a podcast too i don't i don't care for aj
0: hawk he's
2: aj's hilarious I okay
0: Pretty sure he's married to Brady Quinn's sister.
2: That is correct. I think you're right. Yes. don't you remember? He's also the in
0: former it? former Notre Dame quarterback. Brady <laughs>
2: <Quinn>. <laughs> so strange.
0: I have his jersey upstairs. Did
2: Brady Quinn get knocked out in the locker room of the Cleveland Browns with I a don't weight? Know. I, don't I don't care. I mean, I'm pretty sure that have happened.
1: happened. He I was have... on the sidelines for their win against Wisconsin, though, wearing a dapper suit.
2: I have a I have a Bengals helmet signed by AJ Hawk. And a Bengals golf ball sign by A.J. Hawk.
1: Cool. Thank you. Just here the for like strange strange things that you collect.
0: Well, is I, that part of your personal collection app? Are you, is like, it a PC? In it's a
2: PC? The helmet's is a it? PC. I'll sell the golf ball.
0: Huh. The question is, will anyone buy the golf ball? Nah, fam. I have, I, a, go- I, I, I have a golf I, outing I, on Monday. If you send it to me, I'll hit it into the woods.
2: I had two and I sold one, so the answer to your question is yes.
0: $3 holler.
2: No, I sold it for
0: 15. No way. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here.
2: It's a golf ball signed by AJ Hawk.
0: That's a whole sleeve of golf balls. $15. A sleeve
2: of golf balls isn't a isn't a isn't a Super Bowl champion.
0: Where did you pick
2: these golf balls up? Ooh, everythingbutthehouse.com. And you Big thought and- that was a sound investment. I bought it for $25. Sold one of them for $15. Yeah, that's a pretty good investment. Still down ten. Okay, so I spent ten dollars on a bunch of Bengals autographs. No, I even sold some of those autographs. So actually I'm right side up on this, okay?
0: Wait, you paid $25 per ball?
2: No. $25 for um, let's see. I think it was six. Eight by tens autographed. One was Zeitler. The other one was uh, Jeremy Hill. And the other one was uh, Geno Atkins. And then there's another one I can't remember who it is. One helmet, mini helmet, signed by AJ Hawk. And two Bengals golf balls signed by AJ Hawk.
1: Reds have officially been eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs.
0: Sad Panda. Bum, I think bum, we all coming. Bam.
1: The Cardinals also oh, won, oh. extending their streak to 17 wins which is yeah. absurd.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: But yeah, the Reds also lost to the White Sox and are officially out of the playoffs.
0: That's sad. Uh, moving on to Ed's horrible investment. Ed, I need you to send me that golf <laughs> ball so that I can hit it into the woods on Monday. No. <laughs> no. So
2: There are some things on this basement that were a horrible investment. That was not one of them.
1: Where's your Matt Lato's picture?
2: That was horrible. hanging investment. on the wall. Oh, I sold that for $25, if you remember at the garage sale last year. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but the ball's still up there somewhere. Oh, there it is right there.
0: Huh. Interesting.
2: Still got Billy right here.
0: Man, did you see that, that link I sent you guys the other day? No. It was a YouTube video called Billy Hamilton A Menace on the Base Pass. I did see that. And it was yes. just It was just, like, all of his, like, stupid, fast, like, you know, steals and just everything else that he was able to accomplish on the base path. I feel
1: like that's how you can tell that baseball has changed. I mean, he had 155 stolen bases in one season in the minor leagues and never,
0: I don't think he even touched 50. Well, I mean, he would have had to get on base.
2: That's a good point. Major League level. That's a good point. He did not do that much. Uh, he, he would have been fine often i
0: mean he had several games where he was like like you know racking up like two three four steals in a game like you know what i mean He was but great on he, video games but then he went a very long time and he was robbed several times of gold gloves in center field because there was no better defensive center fielder than billy hamilton because he had Which
1: means uh, he was robbed of millions of dollars that's what yeah, that translates yeah, to. yeah.
0: He still had he saw a cannon for an arm, and I mean, and it was accurate, so that's also important. And he covered obviously a ridiculous amount of ground. But
1: Mo Egger another. just said uh, twenty six seasons without postseason advancement. Reds fans deserve better. I agree with Mo. Agree. I'm here for championships. All right, Bob, show us what you're made of, So money, deep
0: Bob. money i don't even
1: care i don't even care if he sells the team at this point just spend some money quit crying poor
2: by the way i'm 100 in the same boat you are with uh mark cuban buying the team
0: yeah yes that would be that would be wild it'll never be be ideal
2: ideal how do we get how do we get bob castellini going shark tank and sell his interest of the rent.
1: I've got this idea. It's crazy, wow. but how would you feel on about investing <laughs> everything into 100% ownership of the Cincinnati <laughs> Reds? <laughs> Except Can you imagine that Shark Tank?
0: They're like, this is not an invention. What is this? They, 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 they'd have to it?
1: film it at like 2 p.m. because he's not awake. He's an old man who goes to bed at like 8 o'clock after he eats mashed potatoes.
2: With our luck, um, the lady from uh, the home home shopping network would buy them. Not
1: it would still probably be better. It's
2: fair, I
0: guess. So, what do you think? Uh, we're going to go back to the UC game because that's what we were talking about, and that's, that's what fine. I think yeah. I want to talk about. We got completely it anyway. sidetracked. Yeah, I know it, I it happens. Yeah, Howard. Know. Uh, well, key Let's see two two keys to victory that. Uh, you think are important and list them in order
2: running game and defense disagree okay go for it
0: okay why ed what
2: the hell is going on up there i don't even have a dog why is that door opening um maybe i should check that out why do i say that because we yeah. we need to make sure the defense is shutting down notre dame right we don't want them going on a scoring run And I think if we get to keep the ball on the ground, that's that's pretty good for us. We got some good running backs. Um, You know, we can still play the air, the air raid game if we want to. Um, But I think if we can, if we can depend, depend on if we can count on the running game, I think that just bodes well for us.
0: Like, Do you think you you think that they should do that to just kind of try to control the clock by running the ball a lot?
2: I don't even know if it's necessarily controlling the clock. I think it's just I get scared sometimes when we throw the ball, and it's 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 not just the Bengals. Like it's any team that I'm rooting for, I get scared when they throw the ball well, because when that we're ball's talking in about the, the
0: Bearcats. That's,
2: that's what I said.
0: He said he said any team. I
2: said, said yeah,
0: okay. but he, he did say just... bang, he did mention Bengals first for some odd reason. I don't know
2: why I did. I think because I wanted to say even the Bengals, but that's fine. Um. I just I, When the ball's in the air, you can't control it. I feel like when the ball's on the ground... you Okay, so maybe it's a stupid take. I don't know, but that's... Oh, my no. take. Okay. You
1: actually had decent yeah. reasoning.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Someone call Clay.
1: This has been the most that you've contributed on a show in some time, and I'm here for it.
0: Thank you. Good job, Ed. Thank you.
1: Good, Aaron. Aaron. Uh, Desmond Ritter is my number one, and it's <laughs> going to it's gonna start. I I, t- I said this last I know, night. You said it
0: last night, so I knew you were gonna say it next. <laughs> why I didn't first, say it? But...
1: I know. I I was gonna let you go first if you wanted to, but <laughs> no. Okay, go uh, ahead. Desmond Ritter. I mean, it starts and ends with him. Um, he he can't come out and go three and out, three and out, three and out in consecutive drives to start the game off. He's gonna have to get something going, even if it's just a couple first downs. Even if it's moving down the field, you can't just be stale on offense. Um, so I again I pretty much gave that take last night. So if you want to hear more about that, you can hop on to the uh, the Bearcat Bounce podcast. But uh, the other one is that, that I didn't mention last night is going to be uh, defensive pressure in the backfield. And I think that that can be, whether it is the quarter- on the quarterback uh, or whichever quarterback that may be, because they're not sure if uh, Cone's going to be playing or not. Um, but you also could have that with the uh, the running back back there, and you know, the more that they're able to disrupt going on in the backfield, whether that be at the handoff, whether that be um, kind of shutting down some of those RPOs, whether that be just putting pressure on a quarterback who was sacked like a whole bunch during that Wisconsin think, game. I
0: think, well, I think I think uh, was it Akron is the only team that has given up more sacks than Notre Dame.
1: I believe that was the stat that we gave last night. Yeah. Um, I think that was uh, that was old Brent on the on the stat machine for that one but uh yeah i think it's going to come to defensive pressure and because we already know the defensive backs are going to do their thing and as they do week after week
0: okay fair um obviously i got upset because you said desmond ritter but i think i think that that, that's kind of the the easy answer that's why with running game you're welcome yeah he's I mean, that, that is your quarterback, right? So, like, your quarterback doesn't play well. Then, obviously, like, cool. things can get ugly pretty quick. Um, although our defense has shown that they can be out on the field for damn near the entire game, and it doesn't affect their production whatsoever. Uh, so, I don't know what kind of robotic force they are. Uh, well, they rotate I, the defensive line it. an awful lot. Right. Um, but... I. I think that my one, my one big worry, my worry, uh, which also translates into a key because if they can reduce this, then I think we'll be in good shape, uh, is we, we cannot have every drive starting first and 15, first and 20 with these silly penalties. You just can't have it.
1: Well, even the kickoffs going out of bounds and the, the other teams going, starting you mentioned at, that last at the forty.
0: On, on on the BVP, you mentioned that. It's uh, I mean, it's coupling like,
1: on your on your penalties though, you know, right. starting given the given Notre Dame the ball at the forty is silly. We we cannot be doing things
0: like that. So, and I, I, I would hope, and obviously, um, I have full and utter faith in Luke Fickle and his coaching staff and their ability to correct errors that they saw and you know put some emphasis on things that. Uh, will be detrimental to UC's ability to win a football game. Uh, I agree. So, I, I I feel like that will will have been addressed and taken care of, and we won't see what we saw. You know, in the the first half, uh, not even like the full first half. I mean, it was the part where things went real bad, real quick early on last week, or two weeks ago. Um, but then you know, you see that happen, and then you see the defense come out there. And they're like, all right, offense, like you're kind of putting us in a corner and they just, you know, I think Chad called it like the boa constrictor effect that the defense puts on other teams whenever they get down inside in the red zone. Like it, it ain't easy to score against them. Uh, and, and I, I know it's kind of regurgitating a little bit of the stuff from last night, but it, it's, it's all the, you know, the, the smart takes on things. Um, Notre Dame doesn't have a a, a marquee wide receiver. Um, you know they've got good ones, but they don't have you know anybody that is is the one that you're gonna be like, oh, I, I want I want to see that matchup. Uh, they do have a good tight end though, don't they? Uh, I, I, I to be fair, I have not followed Notre Dame whatsoever this year, so
1: Notre Dame may have the best tight end in the country.
0: So you got that. Uh, and and who will be responsible for covering him? Uh, we were talking about that last night. We think it'll probably be pace. pace. It'll probably be Pace. So and, and obviously he was, uh, I don't know, fairly good last two weeks ago. Um, uh, but it, like he I got said, player, I of the, my, player of the week, conference player right. of the week, no big yeah, deal. I, I was right, facetious. Uh, I got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, good word Um, facetious like I said for me I'll just like kind of wrap it up for me it's you know controlling these these kind of silly penalties that put you in a hole early that would then limit your ability to do some of these things uh, offensively early on uh, when you're kind of fighting out of a hole you put yourself in uh, right off the jump so I think we limit that um, God I hope we just gash them early on and really? you know run you know run away with it and just kind of you know if if my buddy Majay can live in the backfield uh that'd be fantastic I, I will be here for it all day long and cheering and yelling and screaming and uh so you know tweeting all of the positive things out because there will be no Jeffemist on saturday, saturday. Mark right. it down I'm a, hold, Mark it you, hold down, you to AC it smith 37 i'm gonna hold Mark you to it down it.
1: Uh, to couple on your uh, your Notre Dame offensive take here, um, Michael Mayer, their tight end, is there has the most catches on the team with twenty four for the season, um, the most yards with two hundred sixty seven on the season, uh, the closest being uh, Kevin Austin Jr., a wide receiver with fourteen catches and two hundred thirty yards. Um, Michael Mayer averages 11.1 yards per catch, his longest being 41 and he has 3 touchdowns which is tied for the lead with again Kevin Austin Jr.
0: So, we need to we need to be in the backfield early and often and um you know prevent prevent that uh you know if we just get some good coverage there and obviously those are some pretty basic things to to say but
1: their tight end is the size of Darian Beavers at 6'4 and 251 pounds. Darian Beavers, I believe, has about 10, 15 pounds on him. But if, if ESPN stats are correct, 6'4, 251 for Michael Mayer. That's it's a large boy. individual.
0: That's a big boy. Yeah. But well, we got some big boys. Yeah. And we got some big boys that like to hit hard. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. And God help those Notre Dame quarterbacks, whichever one it might be, if they decide to throw
1: until until we hear otherwise, outs. until we hear otherwise, I'm going to assume that it's going to be Jack Cohn. Um,
0: he was is there a senior. Anything was there not anything new that came out today?
1: I didn't see anything and I feel like somebody would have retweeted something like that. But I also didn't look in all fairness, mm-hmm. um, but I can't imagine they're going to want to throw a freshman quarterback out there with, um, that,
0: with that secondary wow. with that defense in general.
1: Well, and we brought this up on the BBP last night. You know, this defense lines up on not one, but two mobile quarterbacks every single day in practice. So you're not really going to be able to throw a wrinkle at them that they haven't seen in a mobile quarterback when you're going against Desmond Ritter and Evan Prater.
0: And to, to, I mean, obviously we've only seen Evan briefly in, in some games, whatever. I watched him quite a bit in high school, uh, like a lot at Wyoming right at Wyoming um so I I've seen what he's capable of uh there and I have no reason to doubt that he's still capable of doing those things so like I mean that just kind of backs up your point that there's not really a wrinkle that can be you know it's not like not like these guys every day are going against you know a drop back passer that stays in the pocket and throws the ball and that's all they've ever seen and you know they got to try and stick like a wide receiver a running back back there to simulate a, a mobile quarterback right uh, they, now they just they just see it
1: jack cone in four games has been sacked 19 times so he is averaging uh in in four games nearly five sacks per game And if you add the one sack that drew pine, the one of the backups, um, that he has, he was also a a freshman quarterback. Um, if you add his one to that 19, there's your five sacks per game. So I would love to see this defensive line just live in
0: the backfield. Eat all day. Yeah. Oh, please. Please just like, and, and you like, and that, and that also, I mean, you imagine how red, like, how, how red Brian Kelly's big potato face would be
1: if <laughs> he just was getting sacked all
0: day long. Like, I don't want them to gain another yard. Remember I the title. What well, were like, you going to say that I, you make that sure I you re- they
2: remember the night. <laughs> they played the Titans. I actually cats. used that line. cats. actually used that line on uh, Parker in the, the year that I coached soccer, Aaron. We, we, so, I'm going to tell a story real quick. So our very first game, the other team just blew us out of the water. And they were doing like airplanes and stuff every time they scored. I mean, it was stupid. They should have stopped. And I was getting a little angry at their coach. Anyways, we got to play them again. How late <laughs> uh, time
0: out? What what age what age soccer was this Was this like three? years? Five, five or six? Yeah, he was like five or six years
2: old. No, he's seven now. So it was like four years old. Anyways,
0: I got super excited about them punt a toddler.
2: No, I'll, no, <laughs> the coach because the coach was the coach was like encouraging him to do the airplane. The kid knows what the airplane. Anyways, anyways, so second to last game of the season, we're playing them again, and we're up by two. And there's like two minutes left on the clock, right? And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they're not coming back here to score. And at that age, you don't get goalies, but you can't have two defensive players play back. So I call Parker and this this kid who was a not Parker, but this other kid who was a beast at defense. I call him to I call him back and I go, boys, that ball does not get past this line for the rest of the game. Do you hear me now? And like it was it was just like it was just like the. Um, like just, the movie huh just like the just like the movie huh and guess what that ball did not get past that line and we won the game and then i did the airplane around the field
0: no. all right you airplaned on four-year-olds Ed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: not on the four-year-olds <laughs> weird.
0: so um do you have any more on the bearcats and notre dame I'm just, I'm, I'm really hyped for it. My, my kid's game got moved up to 9 AM. So like it's going to be done and, uh, you know, hopefully you celebrate that victory and then go right in the UC victory. Well, I'll probably watch whatever noon games are on, but what time's the game four? Two 30,
2: two 30. Michelle
0: should be coming home from Hammonds
2: at that time. So I should be able to eat some. Burnt I, think, uh, I while think, watching the I game.
0: Chad and Chad and Tony Pike, they're having their thing down at uh. Is it the watch, party. The down watch party? Down at party, not the grill. holy grail. Holy grail on the banks. Yep. If you're so inclined to go down there and partake,
2: I would if I did, if I didn't have the boys.
0: I think Aaron will probably be there. I might. We'll see. Rent a bird scooter, Aaron, and scooter on over. Beers are cheaper here. Ask that guy drink, outside cr- your window. Drink a cranberry. Drink a cranberry juice, and you know, record yourself. And
1: hey. Beer, beers are cheaper here. That's true. Uh, Ed, play the Bum of the week. I have one. Oh, that's a a little little blast from the past.
2: Man, somebody should really give somebody a heads up on that kind of I stuff. I put
1: it in the private chat, but you never look at it.
2: It's a good thing I have this stuff up and ready. Oh no, I got to turn the volume up on it. Uh, oh, I just saw it. I just saw it here in the list. There it is. And go. Cause you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Boom. Oh, a bum. You
0: are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum.
1: Oh, that hurts, man. I missed that. Me
2: too. Forgot how good um, that was.
1: My bum of the week because we haven't we haven't beat this dead horse in the ground yet. Ben Roethlisberger just falling, just falling in the backfield. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. I think I watched that about four hundred times. So did I. I saw it in real time, and I'm like, what did he just fall on? The turf monster got him. But again, a cow pasture of a field that is Heinz Field. It's a terrible field. They've had issues with the turf there, the sod there, whatever it is that they want to call that field. It's a shit show of a field. And Ben just looked 400 years old. He looked older than Tom Brady, just falling over with his just lumbering self on that little screen
0: pass. Just, I loved it. I'm here for that. It was hilarious. It's funny. Somebody, somebody put that video out, so I immediately made it a GIF. Oh, did you? It then should I, be, and I tweeted it back out for everyone to enjoy forever. You watch it on a loop. Of dropping back, going to the side, and I like, like you said, who knows what? Like, uh, I mean, it didn't really look like his foot got caught in the turf. Like, it Bell, just he looked just like it just fell. Just like, like his 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 battery died, and he just like fell over. <laughs> He's just like, like well, that's, that's what, what it looked like. like like somebody go out there with like a shovel and just scoop Big Ben up and <laughs> take him off and yeah, you know, <laughs> it's that was, it's hilarious. It, it is a, a funny clip and it will now live on forever as a GIF and I have it on my phone and I like to watch it if I'm feeling bad.
2: My bummer of the week is Dwight Howard. Uh, why? why? I've never really liked Dwight Howard, um, but for some reason today. Uh, it was a it was a thing to ask all the NBA players, mostly on the Lakers team, uh, who just started playing like living on a prayer. Wasn't me. Huh. Uh, it was a thing to ask all the NBA players um, why or why not they got the vaccine, and Dwight Howard's response to, "I've got a I've got I've got a lot of opinions on that, but I'm gonna keep it keep that private. You know, HIPAA laws." And the reporter responded, "That's not how HIP. That is not what HIPAA is. But okay.
1: I mean,
0: I I, think people I don't should be able to keep that like private if they want to keep they it. They should private. be. I don't know why
2: the hell
1: anyone's correct. vaccination status is anyone else's business personally. But bingo.
2: But, bingo. but I just don't just like Dwight me. Howard. But I just love that the reporter shut him down.
1: Well, all right. Uh, I do stand corrected, by the way, on something that I made a statement on earlier. Apparently, in the last seven days, Azrabil Cabrera has two hits as a red. Um, I don't know how many he has in total as a red, but it's at least two.
0: I would guess it's probably only two.
1: It's probably only two. But that means he did actually get a hit in the however many games he has now had as a Cincinnati Red. Uh, both those two hits. Both those two hits apparently came um, during the home run derby on Sunday. Oh no, that one wasn't a home run. Yeah, that was the nine-two win. Um, but that was a uh, five. Yeah, he, he he was two for five that day. So, I, I do stand corrected.
0: And the United States did set the. Uh... Record for most uh, points in the Ryder Cup. 19.
2: Nice. Hey, by the way, if we're, if we're going to start shotgunning beers on the greens, um, I'm here for that, and tea. I might get there's into... A,
0: there's a tee box.
2: Whatever. Um, I'm here for it, and I might start getting into golf then.
0: Golf's a lot of fun.
1: Bryson DeChambeau going that 417 yards on that dog leg left.
0: It was dog leg right, but... Whatever. You tried so hard. That was great. I loved it why he knew the correct yardage on the drive though nailed it it was a monster drive and you know what you know what bryson DeChambeau is doing right now he had to fly out to las vegas because he actually is it's mesquite nevada i just assume everywhere in nevada's las vegas but same uh, he's uh competing in the uh World Long Drive Championships, and he made it through to the round of 64. Oh, that should be no surprise. Um, I think they should
1: actually call that, though, the Happy Gilmore Championship, and just leave <laughs> it at that.
0: Nobody, Yeah, but nobody runs, nobody runs at the golf ball. They just It doesn't matter. Have, they're allowed to have longer clubs with bigger club heads, and then they swing just should, stupid fast.
1: It should be called the Happy Gilmore Championship. And just leave it at the Adam Sandler could actually present you with your giant check. <laughs> at the end.
2: Yeah. Oh somebody <laughs> learned how to putt.
1: And the trophy should be a just run over by a semi wooden hand.
2: You know that Mista Mista lady?
1: I think I it just killed the Mista Mista lady.
2: <laughs> Mista Mista.
1: Uh oh. if it's not a if it's not a broken wooden hand that's been run over by a semi, you could I guess go with the uh the golden,
0: hockey uh, hockey putter. Yeah. yeah that, that would be. I, uh, I think I like that idea of awarding a golden hockey putter for a long drive championship. <laughs> with a giant check,
1: also because.
0: <laughs> Why not? Maybe
1: is Bob is Bob Barker still with us, or is he is he dead and gone? Ed. Did you say Ed or dead? I said Ed. <laughs> just just saying we may be able to still squeeze some, some life out of the
2: uh, he's still with us at 97 years old why did that yeah. sound like that huh did that sound like it was in a bucket what I don't know no. maybe it was just my headphones oh it's my headphones he's still with us at 97 years old
1: oh man there's so many images of him on my computer screen right now and he looks like a marionette
2: Mm, oh guy. my goodness yes he does
1: I'm not certain that he hasn't been stuffed and is on strings at this point but we can, we can do Bernie's style
2: <laughs> who's older him or Betty White
0: <laughs> probably I think I yeah. I think. I think he is But I don't know this whole thing is now it's gone off the rails oh, Betty White is 99 years old oh wow wow we usually wow. we usually get on the on this part of the punctuation train and drive it right off the rails by the end of the show, right off the rails. And wow. I'm here for it. And apparently, so are some other people. That Betty are here Betty for White,
1: it. looks to be in better health than Bob Barker. I Way will say that Bob than, yeah. Bob Barker may be a vampire actually as well
2: as a
0: marionette. You know, I also this week uh, never thought that I would see. Uh one Chad Brindle tweet out a Rihanna gif. But here, here we, we are. are.
2: So <laughs> oh, I
0: saw that too.
1: Under his umbrella Ella Ella A. A. a, a, a,
2: a. a under my All right. umbrella. So that, that was Ella,
1: another a, episode way off the rails a, of a. Pardon the Punctuation for my good friends Ed Mayhall, best producer in the city, and Jeffrey Howell. I am Aaron Smith, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Goodbye.